to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. It's Master Bly Walker, Luke Bly. How are you doing, sir? Oi, oi, Sabaloi. Yes, mate. Not bad at all. It's February. It's a little bit miserable. You know, a little bit grey. I'm ready for some spring now. But apparently, uh, over in our cousin's home nation, the US of A, um, there's a big deal happening this Sunday, the Super Bowl. When is that? that The 11th? The 11th? Um, Uh, Yes. Usually, I mean, look, American football, I am not the biggest fan of. I'm into real football, the real deal. Come the Euros this summer, I'm going to be absolutely buzzing for it. It's going to be a hooligan. The Premier League this season is absolutely wild. Anything could happen. It's it's wide open. It is proper. And championship as well for your team, mate, boy. Thank you. We're second. Yeah, no, look, we're making a go for that title. None of this superb owl stuff. We're talking about the championship here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was thinking, right, like the Super Bowl is a big deal for popular yes. culture as well, whether it's the halftime show, you know, um, or adverts for shows, films, products, you know, that sort of thing. Um, mate. Do you think Ooh. we're going to see an Acolyte trailer? Or, or, or you know what, I'll say a Star Wars trailer at the Super Bowl this year. Oh, that is such a good question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like with, a, with, a, with a Star Wars business hat on, we've spoken about this on podcasts and on other episodes, my head says, surely, because of the time uh, that's left between potential releases and obviously the Super Bowl itself, not long. Let's get the marketing and also the shows that need marketing. Let's get those marketed. This ain't Mando we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. But do mm-hmm. I think there's going to be oh something inside of me? It's always been there, and now it's awakened. As Ray said, <laughs> I don't think there will be, and I don't know what it is. That that's based on nothing mm. but a gut instinct. I think there should be, and and in reality, I think there really needs to be. Because what better way to get the acolyte out there? And we know it's a great. We know it's an absolute banging trailer. Put it in front of billions of eyes, literally billions of eyes at the Super Bowl. I just don't think they will. I don't know why. I just can't see it happening. That's just something that's festering inside of me. And I, I can't put my finger in it, but you seem like you possibly agree with that. I don't know why. I just can't see them doing it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we would know by now or there'd be a few more rumours. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would love to see one, and a part of me is still holding out hope, mate. Yeah, because so, it, yeah, it, it needs to. It needs to be publicised, right? We saw a trailer in April at Star Wars Celebration Europe. Right, that trailer's London. ready to go. 
that took, that trailer's ready to go. Like, why yeah. not just drop that one or drop like a clip from it, a shortened version of it? You know, you could do you could do something just word of mouth. You know, you need to start this stuff early. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a project that I think not only Lucasfilm but Disney as well. They need they need a win from the acolyte. You know, I think there there there's a few rumors and. A, a lot of people are having this kind of idea that the acolyte could actually be the future of Star Wars telev- television, yep. right? While while Mando now goes to the big screen, Andor's going to be wrapping up. You know, a, a High Republic era could be the future for Star Wars TV, and it might be it might be more yep. suited for that. Um, yeah, yep. mate. Let's see. Let's see. I, they got it. They got a. They gotta start telling people about it soon. And plus, I wanna, I wanna dissect the trailer. I want to I, do oh, an episode on it. You know, oh, I, I just right. remember the trailer, and you're not gonna go into it. You know, you, you guys know we thought it was great, and it wasn't yeah. just because we were riding high on the like the celebration vibes. It was a great trailer, and yeah, I, but we've only seen it once, like everybody else. We've only seen yep. it in. Well, I, I haven't even seen any leaked trailers. I've only seen it in crystal clear, clear quality once. So I remember it being one thing. I can't wait to see certain scenes again. I can't wait to see certain characters when they show up new or say new kind of current High Republic ones and new for the show. I, I can't wait. I just can't wait to get stuck in to that, mate. So yeah, l- l- hopefully we get something at the Super Bowl. I don't know what it is inside of me saying we won't. I like you. I hope we will. I'm going to hold. I hope we do. I can't wait to wake up on Monday and hopefully get some news that we have. But um, yeah, the Super cool. Bowl, mate. The only thing I like about the Super Bowl, not to not to downplay that because it's a huge event, but the snacks, you know, people have such great snacks for the Super Bowl, don't they, man? They get chicken wings out, they get pizza, they get beers, they get biscuits, man, it's donuts, everything. I love, I'll you got on YouTube, my recommended is just people telling you what to have for the Super Bowl and right. I get a little bit jealous of that. But that's about it. That's my Super Bowl I, contribution. I did not know that was a thing. But all right, really mate, I, I will I will take your word for it. Look, I suppose we'll have to be patient. Let's wait yep. and see. Patience. Yes, patience. patience. Uh, right. Another thing. This is a super special episode because we're also celebrating Star Wars Podcast Day Woo. 2024, the 7th of January 2024. Um, we're actually celebrating the 25th anniversary of the very first Star Wars podcast named Jedi Talk, which premiered on 7th of February, 1999. So, Mabel, you and I, we are part of this community that's been active for 25 years. And it's kind of bizarre to think that this medium has is become so popular and there really is like a Star Wars podcasting community you know, Lucasfilm know that. That's why there was the podcast stage, you know, in, in, in uh, celebration and why there's so many live shows. And yeah, so, mate, we're celebrating that. Star Wars Pod Day. Daniel's put that up for us. What a lad for organizing it all. And so, yeah, we're just kind of like tipping the hat to Star Wars Pod Day. Yeah, mate. So I think this is the third year we've taken part in this. It's always fun to join in a day of celebrating what we've loved doing for the last six years now coming up in April, six years we've been doing this gig for on April. Obviously the lads, uh, I think it's Brad, Evan and Tom over at Jedi Talk 25 years ago, got the ball rolling just in time for the Phantom Menace. So if they did anything, they had good timing. So yeah, shout out to all the other shows taking part. Shout out to Jedi Talk. And like you say, to Danny Boy for getting this whole shindig um, up and running. Let's celebrate podcasts and Star Wars podcasts because they are the best in the business. And of course we are probably 
Britain's Greatest Star Wars podcast, but we just want to italicize that probably. So from mm. one great uh, little celebration to another, my friend, we have some news from our Patreon department, don't we, sir? Yes, big time, mate. We got Jeff Hine who is a new patron. Huge shout out to him. And he's joined up at the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. What a sick yeah. Welcome to the Patreon, Jeff. I think Jeff found us on like threads, on, you on know, threads. like Instagrams, Twitter. I think, I think. But Jeff's just like kind of, you know, forgive me, Jeff, but, you know, this guy's like popped out of nowhere, interacting right. with us loads, especially on threads. Big Star Wars fan. And he's an absolute legend. He's got great takes, really cool guys. So, Jeff, hope you enjoyed the bonus content. And, guys, I know we've been saying it for a, for a little while. We're just confirming one or two things. Watch along coming very soon on the Patreon. No, new content. Commentaries are on there. Go go have a look. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. If it's within your means, please support. If not, no dramas. Or, or if you just don't want to. That's all right, I that's, guess. That's well, don't, I guess. Nah. You're all beautiful still, but you're a little bit more beautiful over on the Patreon. Uh, yeah. No, no, thank you, Jeff, so much for signing up. Great to see your takes. Lovely that you uh, joined from the Threads community as well, the kind of burgeoning community we've got over there on Threads. We hope you enjoy the content. There was a jibber-jabber, a journal of Luke Blywalk, and a podcast last month, starting off the year with a bang, three very different shows, three very good shows. We hope you like everything we've got coming up and... Everything's in nice, neat categories now. So if you just want to listen to Luke's talking, go to the Luke Blywalker category and you can go through all of his shows from, from the newest <laughs> one to the oldest one and you're going to love it. So Jeff, mate, thank you so much. And to everybody who's been checking out our Patreon. Now, podcast day, Bosh. Patreon HQ, Bosh. Ringing in my ear, as always. Lukey boy, what is it? What's happening? What's that ringing in my ear? Tell them all. It's the Galactic News Round. Star Wars Jedi Survivor has won this year's Grammy for Best Video Game Soundtrack. The Best Score Soundtrack for a Video Game and Other Interactive Media Award was presented to the score composers Stephen Barton and Gordy Harb. Hasbro is expanding their range of Star Wars toys to include the new 4-inch scale Epic Hero series figures. Available now, including The Mandalorian, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, Paz Vizsla and Sabine Wren. And Star Wars Squadrons is now available on the PlayStation Store for the crazy price of £1.74, which is $1.99 in USD. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson. This is Max Lloyd-Jones. This is Ryder Cordova. This is Pam Rose. This is Christopher Sean. Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Uh, he was the best. I mean, there's, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Just... The fact that I got to, to meet him, to know him, he's one of the first people that, when I was directing the first episode, uh, you know, one of the first people I directed. And he's such an exceptional director. So, you know, that's, I'm learning on the job from, again, always some of the greatest people. And, and he's great on and off camera. 
John and I were thrilled uh, with what he did as Grief Karga and then as an episodic director for us. It you know, made us so happy that he could be a part of a, our team on that side of the camera. He was so enthusiastic about it all every day. I mean, my best memory of him is when we were at Celebration for, for Mando season one and he came out on stage like Apollo Creed and said, I want you, I want you. And just the energy, the power that he carried in his stature and his voice and everything. I mean, it's rough. We're going to miss him uh, dearly. But uh, knowing he was such a great person and that, that he gave so much of himself to so many people, his legacy will continue on in ways I, we can't even imagine. And we'd like to introduce really? a new actor to all of you. You may not know him yet, but you definitely will. Carl Weathers. On February the 1st, 2024, the world lost a great man. Star Wars lost a great man as well. With the news that Carl Weathers had sadly passed away peacefully in his sleep at his home. And tonight we're here to, to celebrate Carl Weathers. We're here to look back at his character in The Mandalorian, Grief Karga. High Magistrate Grief Karga. And just talk about a guy who came into the fandom a few years ago, of course, Everybody knows he's had a, a big old history in film and television prior to Star Wars. But somebody who came in, embraced the world around him, embraced the madness, embraced the fans, and was seen as just a pillar of love and respect and peace in the community and obviously behind and in front of the camera as well. So it's a look at the, a look at the Star Wars career and the life of Carl Weathers, who it seems to be was a very very great and well-respected man in the star wars community and hearing this news last week we heard the news late on in the day and it was one of those um, pieces of news that kind of just hits you mm. and it's almost hard to put your finger on why i don't know if it's just because everything i knew of carl i never met carl i was never lucky enough to meet carl or speak with but he just seemed to exude such positivity or such dignity even if even if he was talking to you and he didn't agree with you there's always a dignity and a respect there uh he had this larger than life character and i've grown up with so many of his films seeing so many of the films that i love of course the rocky films predator he was he's been in toy stories combat coal and so many other things as well so mm. to know to know that this guy was he's been taken away from us at the young age such a young age as well i mean still he, he was it was no age for him to to pass at 76 but I don't know, it just hit me. And uh, and seeing the outpouring of emotion and sadness and celebration from the fans and his cast and crew members alike, I found it to be very emotional. And it's lovely to know how, how, how loved he was. But yeah, it really did hit me right right there in the heart hearing about it. And I wasn't prepared for it. I think it's just the immediacy of it, my friend, the suddenness mm. of such yes. sad news. And not, not often, I will say, I don't often get knocked off my feet by... You know, a, a a pop culture passing. There's not many that really kind of get to me. I can think one or two maybe in the last couple of years, ten years, but this one really did. 
Um, so I'm glad that we're doing this show tonight and looking back on a great man. But how about yourself, my friend? What were your kind of memories of Carl and hearing the news as well? Because you know we we were we both probably heard the news about the same time. Um, yeah, it's really really difficult, really difficult because. Like you, I think it just came out of nowhere, you know. Cole was tweeting, you know, the same day, you know, within a few hours of him passing. Yeah. Um, and there's, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think when something like this happens, when a character that you love, and I think his character of Grief Cargo was absolutely loved, as well as his other roles, ones you've just mentioned. I particularly love him as Apollo Creed in, in, the, in the Rocky films. Mate. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You know, he was this kind of macho, super American icon, wasn't he? Yeah. From a different time. And he had that sort of classic feel to him, that Americana feel to him. And uh, yeah, being able to see that and get a flavor of that in Star Wars, but in a refined sort of, you know, older you know, more knowledgeable way in Grief Cargo. It was fantastic. The casting was fantastic. And I'd say, actually, the casting, particularly season one, was just amazing of The Mandalorian. You know, they really they really hit the nail on the head with that one. And, um, you know, up top, we just heard the, the clip, you know, and, and you, and you, and you from... I want you... Yeah, oh. from uh, Star Wars Celebration Chicago in 2019. Um, and the Mandalorian panel there. I remember watching that panel and thinking like, wow, this is quite an ensemble cast. You know, this is this is a little bit, little bit different. And uh, the, the energy we got from Carl Weathers on that stage was just beautiful absolutely beautiful but what what i'm getting to is that this sort of when this happens it kind of calls for a larger conversation around our relationship with characters that we Mm -hmm. love in star wars and you know when carrie fisher died obviously we weren't doing sessions at that time but when carrie fisher died there is this disbelief isn't there there is this kind of oh wow really what what so they're not gonna be and i know it is shocking you know because it's not important all of this all of this mythology fantasy tv film stuff it's not that important at the end of the day yeah i know we think it is sometimes and it's easy to feel like it is sometimes but um it's it's really not the be all and end all and uh yeah when someone passes away it's wild that you think to yourself oh is carrie gonna be in episode nine is carl have they got any footage of him they're going to reuse like how how does it how does this person come into the future because you love their character and you 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 have emotions you have feelings for characters for made up people and it's a funny thing isn't it that humans can almost project maybe real life things onto characters real life things onto mythologies into fantasy i think that's why we love fantasy so much mm-hmm. yeah especially us star wars sickheads who are like so into star wars and we've all we probably it. got something a little bit wrong with us like deep <laughs> no, down we do, we do. <laughs> yeah. who definitely who ain't? definitely but yeah you know it's it's there's definitely a grieving is what i'm supposed to, what, what what i'm trying to say you know there's there, there is a grieving for Carl, you know, for the character, for, you know, thinking of his family, 
you know, oh mate, must it's 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 hard, and and for it to be so sudden, wow, so difficult, mate, so difficult. Yeah. But also, what a legend, and we want to try and celebrate, you know, his 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 contribution to Star Wars to pop culture today. That's it. That's it. And uh, well said, my friend. Great, great, great points there. Um, and yeah, let's let, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate Grief Cargo. Let's celebrate our boy Carl Weathers. Uh, he was announced first announced as part of the cast way back, mate, December the twelfth, twenty eighteen. So, well over five years ago now. And that clip you heard, I want you. Uh, yes, I was pumping my the the, the air at that. Uh, that was August, uh, April the fourteenth, twenty nineteen. So, a little more, a little less than five months later, four months later in Chicago, and that's when he saw the first mm. ever footage of Grief Cargo in the Mandalorian, and from then on. If the energy hadn't got in then, I think seeing himself on screen with the fans made him realise, you know, I, this is my this is my crew. I'm happy to be part of part of this gang. And um, just mm-hmm. a reference as well from John Favreau and Dave Filoni. You've just heard those beautiful words from Dave Filoni regarding the passing of Carl Weathers. John Favreau took to social media as well to pass along his tributes and uh, condolences as well. How excited they were! They were saying how. They, uh, Kyle Weathers said John Favreau did a kind of slow roll on on him to get him to join the join the crew. He wanted him to join the cast, and he's kind of trying to spell it out for him. And in the end, Kyle said, "Hell, I'll do it as long as I can you know, direct an episode or two. And then what we later found out was Dave John basically said to, said to him, must have said to him, "You're only going to be in it, in it for one or two episodes," because it later turned out that the role of Grief Cargo was greatly expanded on what mm. Carl thought it was going to be. And Favre's just like, yeah, we, we did rope him in. We really roped him in on this, but Carl Weathers didn't mind. He said, it's, he said, being a part of this is one of the greatest things that's happened in all of the years that I've been in entertainment, which I think that really came across in his performances because what I love about Carl is, I think he mentioned his, the, his persona almost larger than life. He played Grief Carga, you know, he played him big, you know, Grief Carga. He was a, Compared to Mando's more stoic nature, and then obviously like Bo-Katan yeah. and the other manners, Grief Cargo was big voice, very expressive. You know, and he, he got so drippy as those seasons went on. Do you remember, I remember if you go back and listen to our recap, me and Lukey Boy, we both comment on those beautiful red robes he's rocking yeah. in the third season. We were like, the source on this man is unfair. Um, <laughs> and the droids, that. the droids <laughs> as well, that were like holding the cape. <laughs> You're classic like, I, I remember seeing that thing wow this is get that this is mando especially coming off the back of like andor which is such a sobering like star yes. wars show amazing star wars show but sobering star wars show to come through and you're like oh right yeah mando you've got these little droids going down the steps making sure his cape's okay yeah, car weather the drawing but not everyone could pull that off. Not every nope. character or actor could pull that off. But it really worked with Grief Cargo. You know, this kind of rags to riches story you saw through Mando's one, two, three. It was amazing. You see that reflected in Navarro, don't you, as well, as the planet. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of progressing as a society, as a city and a planet. Yeah, mate. Absolutely quality. Love the droids and the cheeky cape. The robe, sorry, robe. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot about it. He's got a salt and pepper look and that drip. Like, man, even in mm. season two, he's rocking that kind of mauve, capri purple kind of look. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. if I could look half as cool as that, then I've done well in life. But yeah, 
Carl was he loved being in the Mandalorian he said that himself he appeared in nine episodes and directed two the siege from uh season two and the foundling from season three uh I'm not sure if he was penned to do any more going forward but like I say doesn't really matter anymore it's not what's important um I am interested to know what the the overall fate of grief is I don't think there's any issue with raising that i'm not going to sit here and speculate and say i want this but i wonder you know what i just wonder how they're going to handle it if it's going to be a tasteful kind of you know off-screen thing he just mm. mirroring real life events almost or what what they're going to do but i think the reverence that they had for car and sometimes i we've said it I don't, I don't always like named actors in major roles in star wars because you can't see past them you know, mm-hmm. when, when grief was on screen, I didn't see Carl Weathers. I just saw, I saw grief just having a great time, genuinely. Um, but I was similarly to the story we had, story we had with Ray Stevenson and Balan Skull. People, some actors come to almost personify these act, these um, characters, even though it's the first time we've ever met them. Now, if you're going to, it's big shoes to fill grief, Carl. I don't want to get into like, oh, who's going to beat recast them? I'm not up for that game, but. I, I I think what Cole did was cr- was take that character from what it was supposed to be, and then um, through the evolution of seasons one, two, and three, made it his own to the point now. Where I think let you know, Carl is grief, grief is Carl, and that's how it it should be, especially given the journey that he had within the season. But um, mm. I'm interested to know how they handled that. But he was a fairly major player, there wasn't he? He was in the first episode, and then he was kind of popping up through all three seasons. He wasn't just a a bit part. He was all he was always there. Uh, a bit like uh, Peli Motto, but um, just more dripped out. Yeah, and a bit more present, a bit more present. You know, he was in Chapter 1, 3, 7, 8, 12, 17, 20, 21, 23, 24. That's a um, lot. You know, lot. he was major, major character in, in, in Mando. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, and the directing, yeah, The Siege, really good episode. I love that episode. I do. I've said it before. I love, I love that one. Really good episode. Really good episode. The Foundling, probably the weaker of the two. Mm-hmm. Not my favourite episode, to be honest, um, but still very fun. And for a guy that just came in and was like, yeah, I want to direct. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? Uh, okay. <laughs> Have this little do green you, guy. Do you, know what's, um, do you know what's crazy, though, mate? I was thinking to myself, you know, obviously he is a household name. Yeah, and a lot of people know him as Apollo Creed, uh, you know, and I'm from Predator and you know, whatever. Um, but for a lot of people, particularly kids, you know, kids growing up watching Mando, and I say kids, maybe even older than that, he will be known for the Mand- as as the guy in Mandalorian, it's as Groove Carga. It's true. For a lot, for a lot wow, of yeah. people. Yeah. So I hadn't thought about that. It's absolutely a, 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 a legacy for Carl Weathers and also his family. You know, he was so loved, so loved. And I think it's, it is because we heard it in, in the celebration clip, you know, the, the, the excitement he brought to, to yeah. the stage and to, to any sort of situation, any scenario. He was really passionate about just being involved in Star Wars. He clearly loved it, clearly had time for it. And yeah, I I love that. Anyone anyone who's that passionate about the wars, mate, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they're good. You're in. Good, yeah. Good old boy. Good old boy. <laughs> we love yeah. you, son. Yeah, and at yeah. Celebration London as well, people who were at the main stage were saying how 
and it is easy to say this in hindsight with the sad news, but you know, people were saying, um, and we, I, I think we even said like how good he looked like back at the time. We're like, mm-hmm. man, that guy looks sprightly. And you, you watch um, the the live stage footage of Carl, and he looks great. He's he's just as pumped up five years later or four or five years down the line at another celebration. None of that enthusiasm has waned. He just enjoyed doing it. And yeah, yeah. I love it when someone's that into Star Wars. And also like the fandom side of it as well. You can be you can be Harrison Ford, you can be Adam Driver, and well more Adam Driver, you know, really loved being in Star Wars, but he just isn't a publicity kind of guy. Whereas <laughs> you've then got your Kyle Weathers who loves being in Star Wars and he loved the publicity as well. So I love it when you can get those get somebody like that who's having a great and the crowd really played up to it because of what you've just said. So to some people, grief you know, Carl is grief cargo. To others, he's Apollo Creed. To others he's Dylan mm-hmm. from Predator, who mm-hmm. probably had the most manly, sweaty handshake of all time when he did that, when he shook Arnie's hand in Predator. Everybody who's seen the film knows exactly what I mean. It's a legendary scene in cinema. Um and then Action Jackson for a lot of people as well. first kind of leading man role going into Toy Story, Happy Gilmore kind of almost like a renaissance there with that in the Adam Sandler film and then coming back for Mando, which was a kind of late career renaissance. It's the legacy. And the, if so many people in that crowd would have known him for something different, but they all came together for grief cargo and man, by the time we got to season three, I love the way that he had changed along with Navarro. Navarro, like you said, you can tell mm-hmm. how that changed because it just, it would, it shifted up and that's how kind of, I wish they'd sort of tell us how long each season was, compared to another because man they cl- otherwise they clean that city up really quickly i'd like to think a couple of years <laughs> have passed um just to allow yeah. him to be to go from the the guild master of the navarro hunters and the bounty hunters and the weather to, changes the weather the changes way, you know everything changes <laughs> so he went from the yeah the the uh an opera an operator for the bounty hunters guild to high magistrate of navarro i'd like to think that there was some a decent amount of time but i mean you mentioned um episode one or chapter one sorry which was in your list last week of top episodes um if it wasn't for grief cargo mando doesn't happen none of none of mando happens din is just a guy taking cheap bounties and bail jumpers he's he sets all off doesn't he mate he sets the whole thing in motion oh mate yes and i think grief cargo is integral to falling in love with the mandalorian show you know he really gives you the flavor of what's going down he's naming down who who's you know who's who's this who's that no 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 puck, <laughs> puck. yeah he's talking about calamari flan i prefer a flan i prefer a flan he's talking about cal- calamari flan mate how can someone seriously deliver a line like that and yet make it sound so so good? Oh, do you mean so deliver good. deliver a line <laughs> like this? Do you mean? Yeah, go on. <laughs> I can do calamari flan. So good. Cal- I can do cal- calamari flan. <laughs> calamari flan. <laughs> calamari flan. <laughs> calamari flan. Well, one more time. Come on, come on, Chris. I can do calamari flan. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I know, but he, somebody just we, can embrace that weirdness. Is I love it, oh, mate. We love this stuff. We love this stuff, right? <laughs> Gully Marley flat. They look really satisfying. I, I thought I thought they'd be jelly pucks as well, but oh, mate, I uh, I agree. Gully flan, but yeah, he he yeah. set the whole thing off, mate. And this this little back and forth between him and Din. Without this, 
Disney ain't making any money. This is what this is yeah. what he said straight up top in chapter one. Go on. There is one job. Ooh. Let's see the puck. No puck. Face Ooh. to face. Direct commission. Deep pocket. Underworld. All I know is no chain code. Do you want the chit or not? Oh. <laughs> it's the whole flavor of Mandalorian, isn't it? Particularly that first season. You know, yeah. the, the the bounty hunter atmosphere and the, the griminess. You know, Favreau and Filoni in that 2019 celebration panel talk about the underworld of Star Wars. So that was very much an inspiration for the the the, the vernacular of this show and our first Star Wars television, uh, live-action television show. And they hit the nail on the head, mate. You know, and Grief Karga is a massive reason for landing that flavor. That line, even with the calamari flan, is calamari flan. It's, it's cheese, it is mental, it is Star Wars, and yet you buy into the gritty <laughs> underworld. Yep. That is why the show works that is why groove Carga, carl weathers did such a good job i love it mate that scene that scene oh, oh my days. i miss scenes like that it's uh, mm. you know I, that's why i'd always prefer those earlier scenes because they just felt that little bit smaller and that little bit dirtier and it mm. seems like this even like the way it's shot floney shot this one he did a really good job um with this scene as well but it's you know it's, it's carl weathers he had a rich voice but he could also, if he if he dropped it down a, a tone or two, you know, you're in trouble. No puck. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. man, then you know, you know, something's about to hit the fan here. But yeah, no I, I love that. And then his interactions later on when he's like, they hate you because you're a legend. He's turned from kind of brooding, kind of scheming um, bounty hunter operator to suddenly, well, oh, Mando's done a good job. His whole persona's changed. Oh, Mando, come sit here, have a drink. They all hate you because you're a legend. The way he changed from, Kind of dark to light was I, I very much enjoyed that character trait as well. And he had many, many lines, didn't he? Many great lines, but I loved his the way he could just change on a sixpence. Well, he kind of popularized Mando as well. Like we we that's just part and parcel. We say that all the time. But he every every time he would say, Mando, you know, <laughs> it's just that's it's that warm and fuzzy feeling. You're like, yeah, God, have we got that? Have we we've got that, right? Go on. Have we got that? Have we got Come that? Come on. Brace yourself. Here it comes. Ah! Mando! 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 It's almost all of the Mandos he ever said. It's one or two missing there, but ah, Mando, a big old Mando, big old uh, <laughs> billow speak. We just call him Mando, don't we now, mate? We just that's what you call him, right, Mando? It's just we call him Mando. We call the show Mando when we're doing Instagram <laughs> polls on Instagram stories. We say Mando season one, Mando season two. It's just a given, isn't it? It's a given, and once again, delivery delivery carl weathers brings it and he's given us another little bit of star wars treasure for us to just take with us in our back pockets forever i suppose 
You know, it's Mando. magic, mate. Mando. There's, um, there was a game we played a couple of weeks ago where we had to listen to a song. And, you know, it's gone down in the annals of time, this song, uh, by the bloke from the Ewok cartoon, um, whatever his name is. Um, he, uh, what's that guy called? You're talking about... Um, oh, hang on. See, you forgot his name as well. The boy from... Eric Caravan. Walker. Eric Walker, yeah, that nutter. Um, he did that hey, song. I no, want nice, wanna... Yeah. He was an absolute gem. He was an absolute gem. We met him at um, didn't we? NFCT, we didn't he get a chance to. to like, he spoke to you like you knew him, which was really, really cool. He's like, I know. Oh, mate, okay. Um, but but on that, he did this song. It was called uh, it's called Magic Hand Thing. And again, without context, that's crazy. And with context, it's even weirder. When we when we speak about some of the favourite moments of Grief Cargo, when we spoke about it, yeah, there's only one one of the major things that comes out of loving grief. Was, was loving this line from the finale of Mandalorian Season 1. Hey, let's make the baby do the magic hand thing. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Is that last bit that always got me, mate? I'm out of ideas. Because <laughs> right. Grogu just waves back. Doesn't yeah. he? he thinks he's waving at him and he just waves yeah. back. You got Cara Dunas looking at him like he's mad. Like, huh? Magic hand thing and oh, I'm out of ideas. Magic. That that makes me laugh. It's magic. Real, real magic, you know. Um it's st- Star Wars can do this. You know, it, it can be absolutely wild with its creatures, with its puppets, with with the aliens, with the dialogue. Calamari flan. Calamari flan. It can just bring you back. It can make you chuckle. And, mate, that Mando season one is just its sensational. That finale, that is the, from the finale, isn't it? That is from the finale, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, superb, superb. There is another moment that is really funny as well, um, Where and it's with Grogu, right? So we just brought up Grogu. We're like, let's, let's, let's do, let's do both. <laughs> um, where he's like, he, he's convinced Grogu's trying to eat him. <laughs> And yeah, go on, play, play it. Go on. He's trying to eat me. <laughs> go on, Grease, say it again. He's trying to eat me. <laughs> he's not, he's trying to heal. He heals him, doesn't he? He heals he him. He even trying to eat him. <laughs> And now that episode came out the same week uh, Rise of Skywalker came out. The day didn't before, it? didn't it? I think. Literally up the day before, I think. It came yeah. out on the Wednesday. Tross was Thursday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we we see force healing in both of those, don't we? So it's always like a really funny little bit of synergy. I don't know if it was planned or not. I don't think it was, but it was a I happy. I think it was. Another happy landing. Another yeah. happy landing. He, yeah, he wasn't trying time. to eat him. He wasn't even trying to take a. Uh, uh, wasn't even trying to gnaw his arm. He just put. He mm. just touched him on the. Uh, I don't think it was because I don't know what the um, the avenues are for improvisation within the Star Wars universe. But I'd love to imagine mm. that that was just a really odd improv line. Whether like that's let's just keep that in because that's hilarious. But I believe it's probably in the script. But he's he's trying to eat me. <laughs> yeah. I'd forgotten about that scene until going back to watch some of the episodes with Carl in and I was in stitches of that because it's just so stupid, but it's the way it's, it's sold. So matter of factly, he's not, he's not 
selling it like it's a joke. It's, ah, he's trying to eat me. Like, it actually yes. is. It. And we're like, no, he ain't. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's childish, it's, but funny. It, no, but it's good directing. It's good writing as yes. well. Yeah, because it's 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 genuinely good humour and very... Do you know what? Why not? We've not said it so far this this episode. Could this is the sort of scene that could absolutely suck? It didn't. Do you know why? It was well executed on all fronts. The acting, directing, all of it. Go on. Go on. Mm. Mm. Cheeky. What have you got? A glass of sweet, yeah, sweet orange. Tropical juice or apple mango. It's very nice. Chill. Yourself, Ooh. water? Water, mate. Nice. You've water. been a busy boy, so you need water. I do. Yes, I've been a busy boy. I've been a busy boy. Um, defeating Vane. Defeating oh, Vane. Guy. Mando season three. Shootout. We love oh. to see it. Go on, mate. Play us another clip. Why not? Okay. Tell Captain Julian Shark that Navarro is no longer friendly to pirates. Oh. Now get out of here. <laughs> I love it. Just shock Vane, and he did that when that Vane who were casting for season one and two was really good. Vane, uh, the voice, pour me a drink. Here he accentuates every syllable. Uh, he's the pirate. Um, very strange voice, but either way, he's and he's uh, kind of got like a really subtle like West Country accent, which I, I, I know very subtle. Yeah, it's meant to be, you know, a nod to the pirate the stereotypical pirate accent which you know is basically like yeah cornwall bristol devon all of these and it's like there's a little bit yeah i agree i think i we're gonna be seeing him again aren't we old vane well this is this is i think yeah no yeah they they have this bit was in the trailer anyway so when you guys see the skeleton crew trailer you'll see vane but that was knowledge anyway that was out there um yeah right so so he's got more of a kid-friendly approach if you will in terms of like the Carl Weathers as Grief Cargo was big, but uh, bombastic and reined in big. Whereas was it a, the character of Vane just seems a little cartoony. Um, but we are going to be seeing him Skeleton Crew, which so we obviously can't have him being too bloodthirsty. But he's trying to get, it, weirdly enough, trying to get into a school so he can have a drink. And Grief's like, nope. Vane challenges Grief as, as if to say, you've gone soft. And then we get a really cool. I, I, I'm so glad, especially now. It's easy to look back now and say, "I'm so glad we got moments like this." But I really am. Uh, of grief mm. has been a badass because Vane says to him, "You've gone soft," and he says, "And grief says, have I?" And then the, the next shot is his hand goes down, moves his cape, and goes towards his blaster for a standoff. And we get to see Daddy gr- Grief have a have a one on one, have a shootout on the streets of Vane, and he and he he draws fast he, he he shoots the gun out of Vane's hand and then takes out all of the goons as well and i'm glad we got to see grief in action because let's not forget in season one he stood against a a squad a cavalcade of mandos in the streets of navarro and survived now him him and the bounty hunters most of them went down but grief he survived yeah he got shot by mando in the razor crest but now he, he could hold his own and i'm glad we got to see that with Vane. but yeah in that scene he sends Vane packing and uh you know now get out of here treating him like a mm. dirty old school kid or dirty dog or something like get out of here so i like that we got to see him being the diplomat being the magistrate being the man of the people but going back to a bit of the old grief there as well where he's just like handing falls a bit of a beat down <laughs> that's a great point really really good point and yeah it's easy to forget that he's more than just the dude who comes out with the really 
cracking <laughs> lines, you yeah. know, whether it's serious or stupid. Yeah, he, he, he's still a cowboy deep down. Yeah, he man. runs the saloon, and but he's got bigger goals than that. And I think that's that's where I wonder where the character was going. But I suppose whatever, you know, um, Filoni, Favreau, uh, and the directors decide – um, it's nice that, well, we kind of had a nice little wrap-up with Season 3, and that's the nice thing with Season 3, isn't it? Is that it It does tie up a lot of loose ends and closes kind of the Navarro chapter. Navarro's in a better place. Yes, it got bombed by the uh, pirate ship, by yeah. Shard's... Gorian Shard. Some of the effects in Season 3 is absolutely sensational, by the way. You know, the VFX yeah. is wild wildly good yeah. wildly good very impressed uh with a lot of that i've been been doing a cheeky rewatch recently haven't i mm. um mm. but no i think i think generally mate it's it's unusual um to one day be thinking oh i love bit of grief cargo can't wait to see what happens with the mandoverse and what what will happen and then you know that person's not not here and i know that it is at the end of the day, trivial, isn't it? You know, this sort of stuff, Star Wars, and we mentioned that up top. But as fans, there is a a, a a feeling of loss, isn't there? And I think there has been a big loss in the Star Wars community. That's kind of been the sense online. I don't know if you've seen that much. Like, yeah, on definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's sad, mate. Really, really sad. And this can come out of in, in nowhere. But, you know, luminous beings are we. And looking at the lessons of Star Wars, I think Carl Weathers really personified what Star Wars was about in, in, in a lot of ways. You know, you just sent me a really cracking clip, actually, that we're going to talk about another time about the, what is it, the woman's uh, Chelsea Emma Hayes, manager. Soon to be the USA manager as well. One of the highest paid managers in the world. Really? I didn't know That's that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She starts talking about Star Wars, like how important Star Wars is, especially for families and getting to know what's good and bad and what can happen to to you through through bad choices and um, acting in the wrong way. Uh, what I thought was quite reassuring and nice about Carl Weathers is that you know, in his personal life, he was a bit different to a lot of other people in Hollywood, right? You know, I don't think it's a secret. The guy had his own political opinions. Um, and yeah, I know we don't talk real life stuff and politics in, 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 on the show, but it, he, he was, he was, he was a class act and yeah, he still it. had a lot of love, spoke a lot of, a lot of truth and was, yeah, really, really lovely bloke, mate. Didn't let stuff just get in the way and he cracked on and, oh, mate, what a guy, what yeah. a guy, what a gentleman. That's it, mate. And, and just seeing the just seeing the tributes coming out from John, from Dave, from from Ahmed Best, from Ming Na Wen, um, from so many of the Star Wars cast and crew, and obviously the wonderful tribute from Sylvester Stallone, he, he posted as well on Instagram. If you haven't seen it, guys, absolutely go and watch it. He's in his home. He's got the painting of the famous scene from Rocky, uh, Rocky Three, I think it is, mm. where the where they have their showdown in the gym, and it and it freeze frames just as they both oh. punch each other. Uh, and he's he gets a real heartfelt eulogy to to Carl Weathers, uh, Arnie Sh Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Obviously, starred with him in Predator. So many people, uh, Adam Sander too, gave so many wonderful memories of uh, Carl. And I think it's testament to the man himself that you know people of that stature would uh, would speak about him that, that highly. But also, yeah, 
our own memories just from what we've heard from you guys what we both know uh, and what we've seen in the last few days and just going back to watch his episodes of mando whether it's directing or or starring in and just realizing that man the man was a class act on screen by all by all means he was a class act off screen by the sounds of it with his help and advice for everybody on set um mm. and it is it is a big uh void which needs to be filled i i i would have loved to have seen if I had one kind of one of those in universe moments where I think, oh, I would have loved to have seen Carl on the big screen as Grief Carga. Yeah. Uh, kind of almost, 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 it's just like, there's our boy on the big screen where he belongs, given a big performance. We may or may not get that. Or like we say, we don't know if we've got the footage, but at the end of the day, that's not what's important. But I would have mm. loved to have seen Grief on the big screen, giving us a Mando with all that beautiful um, bassy surround sound in his voice. But you know, I have I have no doubt that the creators are going to honour the character uh, in in the way they see fit. But I'm glad we got to have a chat, though, mate, because um, it's nice to kind of take a deep dive into somebody's life and career for you know an actor who was only with us in the universe for best part of five years. I and know, it's been lovely to see what people think about him. It's been great, isn't it, mate? But it feels longer, right? It does. Like it feels. Yeah, it feels like he's just been a part of the furniture for the Star Wars mythology, the Star Wars family for a very, very long time. But I do think that's a testament to his love of Star Wars, his love of the fans, you know. And to think he was in London, mate, you know, a few months ago. Oh, man. Um, At the end of the day, Star Wars is all about family. It's about family and family doesn't always mean you know like blood and stuff sometimes you you know you're you're born into a rubbish family just calling a spade a spade yeah and family the point of star wars is you know found family making the most out appreciating that redemption forgiveness love so yeah without trying to be preacher or anything like that but but just value 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 people because you never know i know that feeling you know you never know when something might turn sour you never know when someone might become ill yeah life can be really unpredictable but like i said luminous beings are we we love you peace yeah we love you rest in peace for my ally is the force and the powerful ally it is life creates it makes it grow its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings, though, not this crude matter. Before, uh, I know we got to let you go because you got a million things here, but is there anything you'd like to say to the crowd here before we wrap it up? Wow, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't need to say anything. They're saying it. Uh... Just simply, yes, this is about Star Wars, celebration of all things Star Wars. This is also about the Mandalorian. That's why we're here, okay? But I have an opportunity, and I'm going to take it. And the opportunity is to thank you all for all the support over the years in all the projects I've ever done that this kind of reception to me is manifest all of that stuff so i thank you i thank you i thank you i thank you i thank all of you from the mandalorian we love you we love you 
two. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroon. This is Matt Tyler. This is Dominic Pace. This is Details. This is Christopher Sean. This is Araida Cordova, author of Crash of Fate and the High Republic Convergence. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Well, after that, there's only one way to continue a celebration of a beloved character and person. And that's to go and raise a toast in our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. We have pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of the place. The only question that remains, my friend, now is, shall we? Yes, do it. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? i Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, here we are in the Bantina. And each week here we hear from you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, all of you. We have a couple of Kef beers and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing this week. So this week we ask for your favourite grief cargo moments and memories. And as usual, you came in with the goodies. Big time, mate. Big time. A lot of love. A lot of love. A lot of wicked comments. I'm going to start with a really nice, a really nice message from Jeff Hines, you know, who signed up. Um, he says, I rewatched the first season this past month for the first time since it aired. I'd forgotten the do the magic hand thing moment. What a great moment of levity mm. in a very tense episode. I'll miss those future uncle grief and nephew Grogu moments we won't see now. Again, it's the dynamic, isn't it? The family dynamic. Brilliant. Very poignant, Jeff. And uh, once again, thanks for being a patron, mate. Um, CJ Nightwing, also on threads, said this now... I, I wanted to steal this and mention it in the main discussion, but I was like, no, no, no. I saw this initially on threads, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna Go to stick with it. They say, um, the sneaky little indulgence in the first season, in the finale, made me smile. Now, what Nightwing is talking about here is when they're under siege in the bar, right? In the cantina yeah. on Navarro, <laughs> right? While that's going down... <laughs> he just like takes the spotchka and just downs like a load of it. He's <laughs> like, right, if I'm gonna die, like you know, I'm just gonna have a quick swig. Oh, I'm um, with a belly full of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. What a great it, scene that is as well, mate. It's really good, isn't it? It's really, really good, and uh, it feels very human as well. Yeah, yeah, big time. And uh, remember, it's not a race; it's a creed. Ah, yep, they're, they're very good. Too. Very good. Very good. Kara uh, DJ from Into a Larger World Ooh. says, at first time he said Calamari Flan in episode one, just totally unforgettable. Like, wow, this show is happening. I want backstories and lore of Greek grief, Karga, desperately. He created such an iconic character. 
and we are so fortunate to have him um adore that so true luke summerfield king of wales one quarter portion says toilet healing bars so i think he means twilight healing bars <laughs> um i will nice one, luke. Uh, i will i will miss i will sadly miss an actor who has been in some of my favorite movies gone too soon so yeah. much love mate so much love so many lovely comments dimsky the way he yelled out mando just sounded epic <laughs> yeah and there's just so so many comments what what else are people saying on like twitter and facebook mate let's move moving on over before i do that cara i can do calamari flan and there we go we've yeah. got time for some calamari flan but um over on over on x and facebook surprisingly probably unsurprisingly it is almost a sweep nicks our girl this is nicks um who's always rocking a session show t-shirt thank you so much for your support uh she said always remember hashtag be peace do the magic hand thing mm. julian kutinsky do the magic hand thing <laughs> joe yeah. caster who come on baby do the magic hand thing um bet, but then star wars rebels dad over on x said uh, his favourite grief moment was when he was translating between the Anzellans and Mando. No squeezy! RIP to a fantastic actor, director and human. Oh. Oh, man, I'd forgotten all about that. Good shout there, Star Wars Rebels dad. Um, moving over to Facebook, Jimmy Adams, the tank himself. He loved it when grief did the magic hand thing. We all did. Neil Tobin, he just simply put, Mando! And Jimmy GK Palovich. His favourite moment was when Grief ambushed his own henchman the morning after Grogu saved his life. So when he had that face turn after he thought Grogu was going to eat him. Man, mm. I'm glad we got a few different things other than the magic hand thing. Um, that season three one was a pretty cool deep dive as well. Lots and lots of love um, for Carl throughout the community. And, and before that, we'd, we'd obviously posted about the very sad news. And we got so many comments, didn't we? Just about carl himself yeah. so check out our socials for those and that massive outpouring of love from all of you guys and it's been an absolute joy to read all of those so uh, if we didn't get to your comment this week keep sending them in and we'll do everything we can to feature you on an upcoming edition of the bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you know it's gonna be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, it's the Spices Party. And this week we're kicking off with Meline Jowris, who has a very cheeky Star Wars question. Star mm. Wars has been around for almost 47 years, spanning Whoa. three generations. I didn't know a time without Star Wars, as one of my earliest childhood memories is of my dad covering my eyes as Luke falls into the Rancor pit in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi, a.k.a. the feel-good film of the year, every year. Malin goes on to say, how much longer do we think Star Wars will be around? Do you think the enthusiasm for Star Wars could dwindle in our lifetime? Or is it just an appealing epic tale of good versus evil that will be around for more generations to come, especially with Lucasfilm expanding into the High Republic and Episode 10 on the horizon? I hope for the latter, obviously. Meline, um, I like it. And I love just the, you know, the, 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 the blasé Episode 10 comment. 
I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's episode ten. It's episode yeah. ten. Ray film. Yeah, it's episode ten. Um, what are you saying, Matt? What are you saying? This is a great. Well, if you know anything from Aline, she's got swagger. The way she absolutely nailed the Bibs Bash quiz. We've known that for the last year or so now. But this is a yep. great question, and this is um, this is a tough one because you've you've just said it yourself, Malina. Like this has been going on. This whole shebang has been going on almost consistently for forty-seven years. Forty-seven years when there were no films, we had a little bit yeah. of a break in the late eighties, mid to late eighties, and then Timothy Zahn rocked up with the uh, Thrawn trilogy, which then spawned the eu we then got all the video games to come out of that then the old republic and kotor came out um as well and of course we've got the prequels i'm not forgetting about those the special editions so and then then once the prequels had finished you had a year or two off and then suddenly the clone wars began disney takeover and it's been non-stop so when you think about it in that 47 years for at least i'm not i don't know the numbers but at least maybe th- at least maybe 37 have been released star wars has been active in one mm. way, shape, or form, whether it's just the books coming out in the nineties or, or what, it's been there. So it's shown no signs of no signs of abating in those forty-seven years. Even at its lowest, it still came back and rose again. The prequels were huge, you know, cr- uh, fan reaction and critical re- reaction notwithstanding. Those films are huge, big money spins. Culturally, 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 big films. The sequels came along, notwithstanding what people think about them. They all made lots and lots of money. Uh, the we're talking about the Mandalorian juggernaut pop culture juggernaut um, we've got new films coming out uh, which are going to st- which are going to set the scene for the very very first days of the Jedi the new Jedi and of course um, Filoni's Mandoverse film and and Favreau's now as well um, yep. and obviously but obviously that that's the short term but I mean that's going to take up the rest of this decade at least and then we got to imagine that episode 10 as you called it Malin is going to spawn episode 10.1 10 10.2 10 10.3 and, and going on going forth so in short you know we never know what's around the corner but just looking at historically yeah. i can't see it really ever ending i mean there may be a time when it just isn't quite as popular anymore because you can imagine like 50 60 70 80 years down the line when you know eventually things are going to start to fade out of existence not that star wars will but there may be less output there might just be a film yes. every five years just to bring it out, but it, it will still be going. So I do think it's got the appeal, uh, the epic tale of good versus evil, like you say, where it can go along for new generations to come. You can expand on this. You can twist it. You can set things whenever you want because they've because it's his own world, his own story. You can set like Mangold. You can set it. Mangold's not even talking about the, the beginning of the universe. He's talking about the start of the Jedi. You've got stuff before that. You can do what Lukey Boy mentioned. You can do stuff a thousand years in the future, and then you've got a thousand years before that to play. Please. So you could, you can never run out of stuff to do. Now, of course, it all comes down to the quality. You can't just put any old guff out. Uh, but you know, Star Wars has shown historically. You mentioned the High Republic in the nineties. The books kept it going until the special editions. The High Republic is keeping the publishing side going, which has then given us the acolyte. Potentially, Star Wars Eclipse, the High Republic set video game star wars young jedi adventures so we're getting new new spin-offs from everything at the minute so i don't see any reason why it would can i see it slowing down of course but right now mate i don't think i can't Mm. really see it being in a position it hasn't really slowed down for 47 almost 50 years so i can see it going for another 50 mate but what about you can you see a day when they're just like yeah this is the last ever one no no i can't not anytime soon not anytime soon um 
it would have to take a big global event for it to stop i think yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that's it's hard, that's it's hard to see it happening in our lifetime is what's harder after that i don't know but in my right. lifetime i can't see it stopping yeah i can understand that for sure i can understand that what i what i would say mate is um let's look at 007 james bond yeah been around for a wee bit definitely still part of the zeitgeist pop culture zeitgeist right yeah uh let's look at star trek been around since before star wars when did star trek the original series first there in the 60s 60s, right mid 60s again still around people still care about it people still argue about it yeah Yeah. new iterations now as well if people are arguing about it if people are debating it if there are sects of fandom, and I know it can be toxic. I know that you know, there are there are morons everywhere. That is a reflection of society itself. You're not really there's not a lot you can do about that, right? No. Because that's just society. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's actually that shows how relevant something is because people care. People yep. are willing to chat about it. And Star Wars, I I, I had this debate with one of my nephews a few years ago when Marvel were on top of their game. Yeah, this is post-end game. This is post-end game. And they're like, no, Star Wars is dead. Star Wars is dead. Marvel all the way, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward a few years. Can you say the same now? It's like Star Wars. No, Star Wars will always be in the running when it comes to pop culture matty boy if we go to a comic con and there ain't one there is not one star wars guest there will there be a star wars presence will there be star wars cosplayers absolutely yeah absolutely Absolutely. Uh, that's it mate there's star wars everywhere mate and that and that and that's that's the thing but it's up to you guys it's up to me as well it might might be absolute one day as well and it's up to you all out there you know Mm. we are what they grow beyond as yoda said Mm. show your kids force your kids to love Star Wars then they grow force up with it and it's, you see it force them uh, uh, like my kid she ain't got no choice but she don't yeah. again her first word was porky she, she, that, that's it that's, and it's always in the zeitgeist for her then but um, yeah. Yeah. but you know it's, yeah. it is it's not obviously of course I, I just don't force anyone to do anything but obviously uh, hopefully our passion then is picked up by the younger generation who um, who, who get involved if they're not watching it already on Disney Plus they're not talking about yeah. it on the playground maybe they're like oh mum, dad, uncle my brother or cousin likes it can I play that video game or can I watch that show and that's yeah. how it all spawns so you know let's still just be good people let's be passionate about what we love and hopefully that is attractive to people coming into the franchise and that's what's going to give it the legs people always joke and laugh about people online oh you know look at the Raylo lot or look at these people making up fan fiction you know, don't worry about that. These people are bring, keeping Star Wars relevant in their own way, shape, or form. That's yes. what I love. Is you're a fan no matter what, no matter how long, and no matter what you do. And we need to champion that rather than say, "Oh yeah, no, only the only, only the real fans like EU and all that rubbish." Now, everyone is a fan if you like Star Wars, and that's what we need to do to keep this thing going, mate. Yes, big time, mate. Uh, this is this is quite a, a bitty question, Meline. So I'm, I'm going to add something else as well. Here we go. To, you know, um, you mentioned that I want, and I'm a big advocate for a Star Wars film set in a different era. I think High Republic, Meline, you've mentioned it up top. High Republic is a great start going, you know, back a little bit, but it's still 
nearly within reach of the prequels, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The Ray, sure. the Ray film is an extension of the sequel trilogy, yeah? You, you call it episode 10, call it, you know, whatever. Okay, it's yeah. an extension of the sequels. I think the best way to, to, to maybe cater for future generations is to do a massive time jump. Sorry, we're mm-hmm. looking after my in-laws dog can you hear the can you hear the dog can you hear the dog i I, I heard a very slight woofing i wasn't sure if it was you in your chair or not uh we called the dog coco melon because it's called coco go coco melon i I prefer coco melon so i've got coco melon um ptsd from watching that with uh, with my kid when she was younger oh (laughs) mate some of the some of the uh, humans on that i'm like they're not human they're not human they're the (laughs) They're the lizard Weird. people that people yeah. believe exist. <laughs> David Icke and all that. Um, yeah, I, I think a new a new era, a true new era that, mm-hmm. that has breathing room that doesn't have to. You don't have to. Uh, where do we start? Do we watch this and watch? Well, yeah, you can watch this. You can do that. You can do. No, no. Let's start a new film series set a thousand years in the future. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Just no do no it. rules to adhere to then. Exactly, mate. And you know me, mate. I love the Be liberating. And I, liberating. And I think without that, I think it becomes the Wild West. Because can, can you imagine if you had four stories about how the Empire fell after Endor, and they're all mm. they're all considered, you know, pump part of multiverses and that. I know, let's just have one linear canon because it is, um, it is is it's easy. It's it's yeah. easy to follow, and also I think it makes shows like Andor and stuff even that bit more exciting because we know what's where it goes show me mm. how we got there and just twist that knife a bit can it be restrictive yes same as anything but that's up to the creators then to pitch the story that fits in that but something a thousand years down the line mate you are you can do whatever you want then and yeah. I, that does that is exciting like you I've, i i want new star wars i want which is why when the journey to the force awakens stuff came out in 2015 or 2014 you know the books and stuff i really really like that uh, and also like this Mandalorian period are in because it's untapped territory for the last 47 years or 38 years of my life it's really only been a lot of it was taken up by OT mythology and then, and then it became prequel mythology it doesn't ever get stale it doesn't ever get boring otherwise I wouldn't be doing this show but by half wasn't it great to get some new mythology set in a new time period when the sequels and you know what happened after Jedi and that's why I, I I love that 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 Mando and the aftermath books and that because they give me new things which lead up to something which I love in the sequel trilogy. So I love yeah. new Star Wars, but then to be able to be like yeah, two a thousand, two thousand, five thousand years down the line, do what you want, and yeah. nobody can cry and complain. Then oh, that wasn't my Luke Skywalker or anything. No, no, this is this is your new characters and they can do what they want and it's going to be hopefully great. But it's all about the quality. It, I'm going to I'm going to say it, mate. It's all about the execution. Here we go. Yes, yeah. here we go. Mm-hmm. You don't give us good product, no one's going to stick around. Yeah, spot on, mate. What a question. Thank you so much for sending that in, Meline. Absolute Meline. legend. Uh, what else we got, mate, boy? Here we go. Bang, 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 bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Matt Chitty is in the house. Uh, we do love Matt Chitty. He's a man who loves to buy things from conventions, and we love to... Uh, he's a lad when, isn't he whenever i see him at a comic con or like, like the guy's got like these huge bags <laughs> full of stuff I'm like, I, just bought, I just bought 18 black series helmets and i got them signed by all the characters how'd you do that well i was just in the right place right time proper proper nice guy matt chitty and a big fan of podcasts in general on star wars podcast day um he said though question 
Do you think that by the end of the Bad Batch season three, which isn't far away, we will have a mm. good idea of the next animated series coming? I.e. the Bad Batch appearing in Clone Wars season seven before getting their own show. This might lead into the next one. So by the time the Bad Batch season three is over, mate, do you think potentially it could be given us indication of any subsequent animated shows or are they going to nip it in the bud? Um, it's funny because yeah, like like what Matt's saying, we, we had the same thing with Clone Wars, didn't we? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. My gut tells me that they're going to just wrap it all up and that's going to be the end of that era. However, however, I was on, um, I was on X earlier today and I saw that old Star Wars Meg was, uh, doing a cheeky little tweet and... She'd quote tweeted someone else saying, uh, look, I'm more convinced than ever that Bad Batch will lead into another show. And what led her to that is that Michelle Ang, who is the voice actor of Omega, is that right? Yes, right. Omega? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, she replied to a comment on Instagram, yeah, Michelle, saying it might be the final season, but there's plenty to accomplish yet hmm. about Bad Batch. You weren't expecting that, were you? You weren't expecting me to bring that heat, were you? No, yeah. mate. I, kn- I know you love the research. I love, love. I know you love your notes, and we love a bit yeah. of Star Wars, Meg. But I wasn't. I didn't think you were going to be slapping me in the face of it. I know. I know. What do you say? What do you? I mean, cool. um, <sighs> what do you think about that comment? Do you think it is literal, or do you think it means we're going to squeeze so much into season three? Maybe. Maybe, mm. it, but there's plenty to accomplish. It, it might be the final season, but there's plenty to accomplish. It could be. Yeah, you could interpret it as oh, it's going to be a packed season. There's loads. Of, oh yeah, final season. Yeah, there's loads, but. loads. But it, I, I see where Meg's coming from, and it could lead into something else. I could almost see them going like, oh, oh yeah, Mega's got a mate, and this, and out of the Clone Wars came Bad Batch, and out of the Bad Batch came. The, the the cabbage patch there and there just these the kids gang. On, yeah and then they'll run into the kids and skeleton crew in the Mandoverse oh, and then, and then they'll find Ahsoka Omega will be in the the, the, the Filoni crossover climactic event film <laughs> I had, wouldn't be it'll be like David that. David and Goliath Omega will like slingshot Thrawn <laughs> to the face and that'll be it <laughs> with a light bow and then she'll look at the camera and do a slow wink and be like, "This <laughs> that one's this for is tick. The, yeah, <laughs> this is the way." <laughs> just like that. Um, oh man, what is it? What, what was Meg's comment, or was it just quote tweeting that, retweeting that? Sorry, or reposting? Yeah, it? Uh, Meg said she's more convinced than ever right, okay, that yeah, the Bad yeah. Batch will lead into another show. Ooh. Oh man, it, without that um, naughty morsel of filth. I mean the comment, not Meg. Um, I would have said no. I don't think so because I don't know. Something seems so very final about the marketing for this. They were very open to saying like this is the last season. The the trailer was which we covered in our podcast recently. Check that out. You know, it was all very much like one last fight, one final battle. 
we're thinking that the clones are going to rise up and probably get obliterated. Um, and we were kind of hypothesizing a bit as to what's going to happen with them. We are going to, I think we're going to talk some bad batch in the next couple of weeks. Um, so for me, there's more of a, an air of finality about it. Now, some of the characters might survive. I think Amiga definitely will. Um, yeah. and Hey, look, I'd love to see her in going forward in, in, in something because I don't think you can create characters like that and just not use them. So prior to ah, kill them off, kill yeah, them so all off, rogue one them all off. Go on. Um, Amiga's yeah. a new cheer it just gets blown up um, or, or I'd, be here. I'd, I'd be here for that and then, no, and then this time they're like there's the body there's the corpse you, can't, you ain't coming back from this one for those who say no body no, no death um, and then tech and then tech at the end go, I'm back yeah, and they're all just <laughs> I was in the, they're all in there the toilet, in the <laughs> sniper head just like comes up to him half a body just one arm Anakin Revenge of the Sith uh, Stiley <laughs> comes up <laughs> you're and too just, late Tech turns around to the camera and he's like oh guys and then the well, iris is out to him and he winks uh, plenty no, of winking going on here <laughs> no he looks at the camera and says this is the way <laughs> <laughs> and then it's an advert this is the way to your nearest regal cinema for Mandalorian and Grogu get tickets oh, here um, yeah. apparently it starts filming soon so oh, sorry back to it to Chitty Boy's comment pre yeah. what Megs just said about Michelle Lang Michelle Lang's right queen as well um, then I don't think there is going to be a follow up but hearing that and listen it's always it's always one thing that, with the voice actor saying oh look we've got plenty more where that came from but uh, juxtapose that of what Ming-Na Wen said another queen said this week when asked at one of the conventions when he coming back as Fennec and she basically yep. said well I'm not in a minute would I in a heartbeat of course as soon as they call me I will put on the Fennec gear straight away but as of yet nothing's on the pipeline so you know Michelle mm. Ang's coming out and saying listen we've got we've got more for you don't worry and on the other hand um, Ming-Na Wen is saying well you know rather she could have easily said absolutely I'm coming back as Fennec this story is not finished yet but she was saying look I don't know yet well, I haven't heard so maybe Michelle Ang has heard something and maybe she does know that there is going to be more or maybe it was just her saying I hope so but I still don't know what to to kind of look at Matty Boy's question what would that series look like I don't know because you've got to imagine now that this is going to be like the last stand of the Ents you know the last stand of the clones that they're all going to go down with an app you know the clones don't go down like punks they're going to go down fighting but you've got to imagine now that this is the end of their story so the next series won't be about clones potentially though it might be about the stragglers but then that's just a bad batch Mm. essentially I mean I know they're not stragglers they are enhanced genetically enhanced clones but I would I'd like the rebellion clone rebellion give us that and then give us a really kind of like boss way to win the clone story because we know that Rex and that survive from Rebels and Ahsoka but I I still don't think it will yet I think it might do one day but for the Mm. next animated series I think the next animated series will be set somewhere else whether that's High Republic whether that's sequel era whether that's in and around the new Jedi all the time I don't think they're going to touch that actually until the film comes out, but maybe set in between. I don't know. I say, I think I want it to be. I love the prequel era. You know, what, you know, what I do. I love the clones, but I also would like to see step away. Now we went straight from season seven to the bad batch. Wicked. Now let's go to a different part of the timeline. Set, do, do, do something between the old Republic and the high Republic. Again, they won't do that, but do something like 700, 800 years ago where yeah. basically Yoda's not even around pretty much. 
so give me something new or yeah give me something set in the sequels with the with the characters coming back again like they did with Clone Wars but that in, in that comment from Michelle Ang does make me think oh there's more to come I think Omega survives into the Ooh, uh, OT era, but then obviously, what do they do with her after that? Oh, Omega, know. Omega's uh, one of the rebel troopers on Endor. <laughs> yeah, oh. She's the one with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if that's if that's Rex, she's going to look like that when she's older because she's a clone. And just, don't, don't, oh no, listen, I'm going to save all that for the Bad Batch episode. But oh. great question, though, Cheaty Boy. I, so, okay, you asked me the question. Even with Meg's filth, I still think the answer is going to be um, no. Looking at it, is it going to lead into the next series? Yeah. Will it lead into a potential series in the future? Probably, yeah. I think the next one is going to be something different. I, I, I don't yeah. mean like Tales of. The next kind of mainstream animated. I think it's going to be set in a different timeline and it won't connect to the Bad Batch. My gut's, my gut's saying no. Mm-hmm. My gut's telling me no. You get that gut checked out then. <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. I know. The old crones. Oh, it's back. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Hit me right in the crones. Oh, love it. But thanks for a cheeky... But about Bantina, lads, patron question section. We love it. Thanks everyone to, to, to everyone that supports. Honestly, means the absolute world. There's been a real consistent uptake yeah. lately. So thank you so much. If you if you're listening this far into the episode, maybe consider it. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah. patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Hushons. Yes, sir. What that guy said. Great questions, Malene. Great questions, Matty boy. We'd love to know your thoughts, everybody out there. Will Star Wars ever end? And will the Bad Batch lead into the next series animated for Star Wars? Let us know. But that is going to do it for our time this week. Bartender, sorry about the mess. We're going to be back again the same time next week here in the Bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Doom! That's yeah. right, I suppose it's part of the Budabot Bantina. Oh no, 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 it's not. <laughs> I, I'm just so used to doing that. I'm Too so many used to uh, Do I do it again or do I keep going? keep that in and keep it in all right it's a little insight little insight into the whole how the sessions work game that's right we end the show every week with a sessions game this week it's my turn to host therefore matty boy is going to be playing matty boy do you know do you want to know what we're we're, we're going to be doing what are you you going to do if i say no Uh, i'm going to tell you anyway because it's a good one Go on then. Go on then. I thought of you when I was making it. Yeah, I oh, yeah? thought of you when I was making it. Yeah, I thought of you while I was on the toilet. Oh, uh, most people th- do. This is called. Hey, if you could please uh, play that. Yeah, right. <laughs> made that noise on the toilet before. That is. That is. Um, Mr. Scott Mills, Scott BBC Mills. BBC Radio DJ. Uh, on Radio 1, when he used to DJ on Radio 1, he's not on Radio 2, but um, when he was on Radio 1, they used to play a game called Who. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I've mixed it up because, I, you know, the game was fun. I just really liked that soundbite, so it's Who. I'm going to be playing you some clips, mate, and you need to tell me Who Go on. <laughs> is saying it. 
and when they said it. <laughs> and when they so, said it. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> this, this is wild. Here we go. This is wild. So, clip one. Please play. Please play. <laughs> who? Can, I, can I hear it again, please? <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me, t- let me turn my headphones up. Right. Three, two, one. Yeah. Who <laughs> is, is talking then? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you? Um. <laughs> um Man. Uh, it's from Star Wars. It's from Star Wars, for sure. It's so it's, li- it's live action as well. All of these are live action. action. So it's it's somebody saying three words. Uh, I assume, mate, uh, mate, mate, mate. Clue, clue. I have not edited this at all. What? This is oh, is that was, okay, there we go. Here we go. Let's have a listen. Yeah. Tuscan Raider. Yes. Or is it from one of his a- dogs? From a certain point of view, it's not. It's not a Tuscan dog, is it? Right. I'm. I'm. Do you know what? I'm actually going to give this one to you, yeah, because it's kind of hard to decipher what on earth is going on here. <laughs> it is when Mando is speaking with Tus- the Tuscans while there's Tuscan dogs present. Right. Yeah. So is a Tuscan nine. with a dog there? Chapter nine of the Mandalorian. There is some wildness going down. Wildness oh. going down. Is that when they're doing that the sign language? They do well. Yeah, they're doing the yeah. sign language, but they're starting to talk a bit more now as well. And uh, yeah, there's dogs present. And the no- I just was fascinated with the noise, the sound design, mate. It's just. <laughs> I, was, I thought you'd edited it. I was like, oh, he's he's, he's pitched that right down. <laughs> he turns out into the dog. Right. Let's. Let's move over to clip two. Okay, here we go. <laughs> who? Ooh. Who is uh, <laughs> like? Is that? Is that Pepe? <laughs> it, it is from. Let's have a listen. Is that when she falls out of the ship in Attack of the Clones? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bad man, no. Leave her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine if it was her final words were just yeah see ya <laughs> Padders, yeah if my brother had his way hey yeah that would have been her final <laughs> words. come on cabbage he hates Padme I don't know why I it's hate so Padme. he goes oh Padme she's so oh, what does he say such a sad sap is how he describes she, she describes did end her. that way considering how, how cool she was in fact the menace and clones Sith a bit like uh, I'm pregnant now so I'm just going to be sad when I've seen so many memes out there which would be ah, if you mess with a, mess with her when she's like nine months pregnant she ain't standing for that and yeah. so George you need to get your game up next time clip three mate let's have it clip, clip three three <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Let's have another listen because it's funny. <laughs> it sounds like a really slowed down TIE fighter. Um, somebody's getting something chopped off. No. Okay, here we go. Somebody lifting something. No. You're winding me up. 
You're winding me up. No, let's have another listen. Why can't I get it? Do you know you're making me feel like I should know this? <laughs> yeah, I d- I'm surprised. I mean, I got Padme falling out of a ship quite quickly. Are you trying to tell me you don't know? You don't know who this <laughs> this is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is right, one more time. One more time, then. <laughs> Scream like that. It's getting Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. It is. Yes. During, yes. during is that what? when he Force Awakens when he's hitting something? No. Uh oh no, is that when he's breaking his breaking his um his mask? No. It's <sighs> not. Uh yeah. I don't know then. I'm I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you out your misery. Put you out your misery. It is from his duel with Luke in The Last Jedi. And he oh, shouts when he swings. And he goes, correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? Okay. Clip four. Should we have clip four? Okay, here we go. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> who is that? <laughs> who is that? I know who it is, but just for a laugh. <laughs> It's Vader, isn't it? Yeah, when? Is that when Luke gets a hit on him in Empire? Precisely. Well yep. done. <laughs> One more just for the bants. Ooh. It's when he's just seen it's when he sees his dessert coming out of the restaurant. That's Vader. This is fun. It is fun, isn't it? It is fun. See? Who 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 don't like the who game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so excited to get that clip and to use it in oh, the start playing it. <laughs> um, clip five, our last clip. Clip. Five. Okay, here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who <laughs> is that? Uh, this could this could be one of many things. <laughs> Are you sure it's a live-action Star Wars show and not one of them dotty ones on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) It's Palpatine, isn't it? Is it after he's chucked window out the window? It is! (laughs) It's after he's (laughs) got (laughs) a (laughs) queue. If we ever meet Ian McDermott, we should should play that to him and be like... Where, what made you chant yeah. that? What was you your know? inspiration Where? for? Do you remember when you laid there and did this and like put the phone right in his face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Can you do it again? Why did you do that for? <laughs> Why did you go <laughs> doing it? <laughs> well I've done, mate. It. You've absolutely smashed that. How many is that? Absolutely Three out of five? That. Um, yeah, kind of, because we were doing when and where's. So you got most of them, so, you know, I'll, g- I'll, I'll give you a B. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take yeah, that. There you go, mate. And that's it. That ends this week's show. Done. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird game to me. I love that, mate. Uh, you always come with the best games. I've got, I've got to up my game because I've got to beat this kind of stuff, man. Um, yeah. Fantastic game. Um, if anyone else got most of those, please let us know. I'm just. Oh, it's odd how we know uh, Palpatine's gargling noise, Padme, what she's like when thrown out of a ship and stuff like that. Yeah. How we can immediately reference that but not other things in life like um tax returns and how to do your job but i know right. that kind of stuff 
Yeah. Right? I say the same thing. I say the same thing to people. Yeah, well, I'm like, Star I can't Wars remember. Do that to you. Yeah, I know. It's what happens. It's what is what, what what happens when you catch the funk. <laughs> That's it. We're funkadelic, baby. Um, yeah. Well, that is that then for this week's episode of Star Wars Sessions. Star Wars Sessions, even. Episode 235. I'll look back at the uh wonderful character of grief cargo played by the late great cole weathers and celebrating star wars podcast day now in its 25th anniversary so shout out to all the other great shows out there but that is going to do it for this week's episode the fun doesn't end there no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master bly walker they can find us at starwarsessions.co uk search for us on x instagram threads facebook tiktok social media just search star wars sessions you'll find us there send us a voice note or a message to our email address hello there at star wars sessions.co.uk we've mentioned it already our patreon if you get a chance look us up patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions um failing that we have a free discord server it's like a big fat off group chat it's great message us on socials or something and we'll send you the link for it if you pass the vibe check that's it that's it if you pass the vibe check you're in also mate boy i just wanted to shout our our, um cheeky merch shop yes if you want if you want some swag yeah if you're going to a comic con this year please Wear a Sessions t-shirt and send us a photo of you wearing it. Please like, do. Please do. You know, why not? Why not do it? Go to our website, storesessions.co.uk. Go to merch and, yeah, go from there. It'll take you to our store. Um, yeah, that's it. Just wanted to plug that, mate. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, no, plug away, um, mate. We don't, we don't do that enough. Um, maybe that's a good thing for us, but we don't do that enough. We'd love to see you wearing it. If we do, we'll all post that. We'll res- reshare that. We'd love to see you guys in the session. Swag. However, if you do want to support the show for free, we, we love that just as much. Just do what you do and keep listening. But please leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the good ones. It doesn't take long anymore. You can just scroll up, drop five stars, and those show, uh, stars really help the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about Ooh. us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest high magistrate and little capy, roby, roly droids, tell your Ewok, <laughs> tell your cousin. The more, the merrier, the castle spicier. Yes, tell your nearest. I can do calamari flan. Peddler. That this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. <laughs> May the force be with you. All words. <gasps> Luke Luke yeah while Kevers has to be has to be Here respect is. respect be peace be rest peace. rest in peace Carl Weathers Grief Carga forever